really do like chapter 24, so we will introduce this and talk about it in a while, and then we'll continue it, uh, uh, Lord willing, next time. But uh, would somebody read chapter 24, verses 1 to 9? Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took from my father's, took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Okay. The concern of this chapter is what? A wife for Isaac. A wife for Isaac. And who is going to arrange for Isaac to get a wife? The servant. Abraham is commissioning his servant to do that. Which one? I don't know the name, might have been, but which servant is it according to the text? Oldest. The oldest and the one that? Had charge of everything. Yes. Had charge of all that he owned. So the most trusted servant he has, you know, the one that is in charge of all of his affairs, he is going to have him get a wife for Isaac, but he's got some special requirements. What are those? back to his relatives. Yes, not one of the people that live here. It's got to be one of the people from my country, my relatives. Why was Abraham so determined that Isaac would not marry one of the people of the land where they were living? Because they were evil. They were evil and... That's what happened with Lot. Yes. That they were not his family. That's true. And what's going to happen with the Canaanites? They're going to be run out, conquered. Yeah. If Isaac is going to inherit the land, then the Canaanites are going to uninherit it. And think about what it would mean if Isaac marries one of the Canaanites. You know, it frustrates the whole program because 50% of the lineage is the part that's supposed to be driven out. It doesn't work. So he's very concerned that Isaac marry only one of his relatives back up there in Haran, and the servant is supposed to go up there and find a wife for Isaac. And, you know, what is, what's the servant's question? What if she won't come back? If she won't come, should I take Isaac up there to go fetch her? And what does Abraham say? No. No. 
And so he says, you know, if she's not willing to come, okay, then you're you're free from your obligation, you know. But don't take Isaac. Now, that is a kind of a tall order for this servant, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine that? This servant of Isaac's father goes back to their homeland to find a relative and she's going to be willing to travel a long distance to a place she's never been to marry some fellow she's never met. What are the chances of that working? You know, I can imagine the servant being apprehensive about how is this going to go? And and think about what that would mean for the woman who would do that. What would she have to do? To leave everything that she knew before. That would make her a lot like Abraham. Abraham. She's she's gonna have to be sort of a uh, female Abraham, leaving her family and her possessions and her comfort zone behind and venturing out sort of in the dark. You know, will there be a woman back there of Abraham's relatives willing to do this? But but that, I think that's one of the reasons that Abraham reassures the servant. This mission is to be based on obedience, not success or failure. Whether she comes or whether she doesn't, you do this and you're okay. But he definitely doesn't want Isaac marrying one of the Canaanites. And I, I think one of the lessons, better to remain single than to marry the wrong person. And sometimes single people are all like, oh my, I'm still single, what am I going to do? This is the worst thing that could happen to me. No, by no means. Marrying badly is way worse than staying single. Comments and questions? Abraham has thought this thing through. And yes, he knows he that God will, will do this. But he doesn't want uh, Isaac to marry a Canaanite, but he doesn't want Isaac to go where he's That's from. That's exactly either. right. <coughs> and so he is, he, has, uh, he is concerned about the wife of his son. He very much is. Yeah. So, you know, put yourself in this servant's place. What are you going to be thinking? This sounds impossible. This is like looking for a needle in a haystack. You know, and and she's going to come back. You're going to be feeling, I think, somewhat insecure and doubtful about whether or not you're really going to accomplish the mission the way Abraham thought you would. Now, what should you do when you become insecure and worried about something? Go to the Lord. Absolutely. And that, that was so happens. assuring there in, in verse 7. That's so assuring. Yes. When Abraham tells him where he came from, how he came back. Yes. So Good assuring. point. Absolutely. And, and Abraham has trust that the Lord will send his angel and arrange things. You know, so Abraham really believes that God will provide. <laughs> the wife for his son, uh, but I can still see the servant feeling apprehensive and concerned. And what we're going to look at in the course of this chapter, how does the servant deal with that? 
you know, what do you do when you've got this, like, pretty much impossible mission and you've got to have it done by six? You know, or whatever. I mean, this is like, whoa. Uh, and, and I just, I think this, this servant is one of my favorite characters in the book of Genesis. There is so much good to say about him. And he's such a great role model for us in a lot of ways. This is not one of the chapters I hear talked about most in Genesis, but I really think it's got a lot of great things to tell us. Okay, other comments or thoughts through verse 9? This, this servant, uh, what he knows about God is impressive. Abraham took time, apparently, to teach his servants about God. Good point. I agree with that. Why does he not want him to take Isaac back? I guess unless it's more the idea, don't take him back to live there. I don't know if he wanted to risk taking him back. What's going to happen if Isaac goes back, finds this woman, she doesn't want to come, but he likes her. I don't know. It just seems to me like you don't want to jeopardize or even possibly jeopardize Isaac staying in the land where God wanted him. That's what I think. I don't know. I thought he might find somebody else. Yeah, could be. I mean, I, I could see. Well, let's have <coughs> with me, and then you know, be, that would make a lot more sense than bring her back. But maybe he's saying, "Don't take him because he didn't want him to stay there." But that hasn't stopped Abraham before from doing things that. <laughs> this is not the Abraham of before, uh, though. Uh, Abraham's grown. Same with him not marrying a Canaanite. I mean, hey, why not get the inheritance through the father? You marry into the family and you'll inherit all the land of Canaan as a as the Canaanite. But he doesn't he doesn't try to come up with his own That's a good point. Yeah. Plan anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's grown in the course of this yeah, I book. Other thoughts? 10 to 14. Then the servant took 10 camels from the camels of his master and set out with a variety of good things of his masters in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. He said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I'm standing by the spring, and the daughter of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now may it be that the girl to whom I say, please let down your jar so that I may drink, and who answers, drink, and I will water your camels also, May she be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown loving kindness to my master. All right, so what did the servant do? Praise. Yeah, he goes and he's there and he prays to God, please grant me success today. He turns to the Lord, great attitude on his part. And what does he suggest to the Lord? plan
make the right woman be the one that gives him water and his camels. Yes, that gives him water and offers to water the camels as well. Wonder why that criteria. Maybe all the women did that, and he thought, surely I'll find one. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> How many frogs do I have to kiss? <laughs> she wouldn't be lazy. You're exactly right. Ever drawn water for ten camels? Whoa. This woman is going to be a worker. It's going to be highly hospitable to take this stranger, get him water, maybe not that big a deal, but I'll water your ten camels as well. Whoa. Maybe she'll be willing to come back. Maybe, but I think more than that. Why would this make her a worthy wife for an Isaac? Hard working. Hard working. She cares. She cares. Kind. Kind. Compassionate. Compassionate. I mean, what are we like? <laughs> no, we're looking for how this makes her a suitable wife for Isaac. I mean, she's giving water to some guy Submissive. she doesn't know. Which makes her hospitable. very hospitable. Yeah. Why does that make her a suitable wife for an Isaac? Oh, wow. hmm. Tell us. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What do you remember? Not too many chapters ago. Well, Abraham was hospitable. When? The strangers came in here. And he offered to get him a little bread, and what did he do? They were peace. Yeah, prepared this banquet for them. She would be, uh, you know, an appropriate compliment to the family. If you've got a woman who's willing to do that, you know, it kind of reminds you of kind of the female Abraham idea again. You know, she's, she's willing to go to great lengths to take care of the needs of a stranger. I think that was a logical test. That was a logical criteria. They didn't just pick this out of the air. You know, she's going to say the words, you know, blue fish or something like that. You know, she's, she's going to be the kind of person that would be fitting for Isaac to marry. But he's turning to the Lord and he's saying, God, you know, make this one be the one. You know, the one that does that. Now, let me ask you this. Is that going to be all it's going to take? If he just finds some woman who waters his camels, will that for sure be a, an appropriate woman to select? Or is there more to it than this? He's looking for the one that the Lord is choosing. Yes, but there's another criteria. Okay. What's the other criteria? is the one you've appointed. Yes. Look at verse uh, 4. It has to be a relative. has to be one of Abraham's relatives. If you had somebody who's maybe recently moved to that area, not related to Abraham, who does this, that's still not going to work. We know she's got to be a relative, and the servant set up the test. She's going to have to water all the camels. Comments and questions? I think he was thinking if she's willing to draw water, all this water for a stranger, maybe she'll go back and marry a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. 
Does God answer like that today? Uh, perhaps. Ariel would ask that. Does God answer like that today? Do I need to go buy some camels? <laughs> I'll, I'll let it go right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> there were some criteria. I mean, there were criteria here. I mean, right? It wasn't totally random. No, not at all. But you know, made sense. I think you turned to God and asked for Him to to help in that selection. But I mean, right. if she'd have been, you know, somebody who wasn't a relative, then that's not going to work. And I don't think He would have chosen her. You know, so she's got to fit the bill. Right. Other thoughts? I think it's really cool how he just, it's not his God, but his, his master's God, and he puts all his trust in him. He, he's like, <coughs> the first thing he thinks of is, God, please help me. Yes. Show well, me. If, his, if it was his master's God, wouldn't it have Abraham taught his servants? You would think. It looks like he has this one, doesn't it? <laughs> He's wanting to please his master, too. Yes, he is. So, stay tuned next week, and we'll find... Who does he find? And will she come? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, very good. Great comments. Good, don't good don't read ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I never do. <laughs> I'm interested to see how this ends. The question is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Yeah, that's right. <laughs>